0: My brothers and sisters, this morning I'd like to speak to you about the relative values of cremation versus full body burial. In and of itself, cremation has never been absolutely forbidden by the church, especially in times of war and uh, natural disaster and plague. In 1963, the need to get a dispensation from the church for cremation was relaxed. And this change was incorporated into the Code of Canon Law in the early 80s. In 1997, new guidelines and prayers pertaining to cremation were added as an appendix to the church's funeral rites. However, the church has always emphasized the value of full-body burial. For instance, in the same canon that allows for cremation, it also says, and I quote, the church earnestly recommends that the pious custom of burying the bodies of the dead be observed. The 1997 funeral rite appendix says, although cremation is now permitted by the church, it does not enjoy the same value as burial of the body. And it goes on to add, the church's preference for burial of the body should be a regular part of catechesis on all levels. And pastors should make a particular effort to preserve this important teaching. So that's what I'm trying to do right here, right now. The rate at which people in the United States are being cremated is on the rise, as we all know. In the 1950s in America, only about 4% of funerals involved cremation. In the year 2000, that percentage rose to about 25%. That's a pretty big leap. But get this. By 2015, just 15 years later, the percentage doubled to 50%. By 2020, it will be at 55%. There could soon come a time when the great majority of American funerals involve cremation. Will American Catholics follow suit? Will a time come when among American Catholics, full-body burial is all but extinct? This is a real concern. Recently, the Vatican issued a document reminding bishops to remind their priests, to remind their people why the church prefers the burial of the body over its cremation. So what's the rationale behind this preference? Well, it has to do with our faith in the second coming of Christ and the resurrection of the dead. Let's look at our scripture texts today. Notice the theme of the second coming of Christ. For our responsorial psalm, we sung, The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Our gospel text also has to do with the second coming of Christ. Now, we believe that on Easter morning in Jerusalem, Jesus' body came alive and quit the tomb. We believe that he now lives in bodily form, and that when he comes again, he will come in a bodily And therefore a spatial manner. And so because we're dealing here with the body and with space, we're also dealing with direction. Yes, Christ's second coming will be characterized by a particular direction. In fact, it's always been believed amongst Catholics that Christ will come from the East. From the East. In Matthew 24, Jesus says, For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. In the Gospel of Luke, Christ is called the Orient. This is a traditional title for the Messiah that can be traced back to Old Testament prophecies. It has to do with the east and with the rising of the sun. And in today's first reading, the same idea is present. The prophet Malachi speaks about Judgment Day, when for those who fear the Lord, there will arise the Son of Justice. When on Judgment Day, Christ comes as judge of the living and the dead, he will come like the Son, because he will come from the east. So this is why when praying, and this is a little known fact I think today, it's been only recently forgotten, this is why Christians have always turned their body to the east when they have prayed in expectation of Christ. And Catholic churches also have always been oriented, that is, directed eastward. In fact, although it's not the case here with St. Patrick's, I think this was built a little bit later on, you know, in the 60s. Uh, and it's not actually the case in St. John's. I think that's due to logistics. Uh, but St. Michael's in Lyons is perfectly oriented. That is, it's, it's built, directed perfectly with its sanctuary pointing to the east. It's not a coincidence. That was done uh, intentionally. So also the eastern direction has often characterized the internment of the Christian's body. The body was often laid in its grave face up with the feet pointed towards the east. This was so that when Christ comes from the east, the Christian can be facing him as he rises from the dead. Now, although I think it would be a fine idea to return to the traditional insistence on directing prayer and liturgy and burial towards the east, that's not my point here, really. My point, rather, is to remind us how the traditional Christian emphasis on the direction of the body highlights the bodily nature of our faith in the resurrection. God created the human person with a vocation to eternal life. But the body is not just a accidental add-on. It's an essential part of the human person. God's original intention was that man would live forever in body as well as soul. Death entered human history only because of sin. And it's only by way of exception that after death the soul exists apart from the body. But... With Jesus' victory over sin, so also death has been defeated. Through Jesus, we will live forever in God's presence in a bodily manner. And that's what the resurrection is all about. The burial of the body shows forth these values in a more adequate manner than does cremation. We can see this from the simple fact that you can't direct cremains towards the east or towards any direction. Cremation... Is implies, therefore, a lack of spatiality and, therefore, a lack of bodiliness. And this is why ancient pagans would cremate. They believed the body was a prison for the soul, and they had no hope that the body would be risen from the grave. So when it comes to the question of cremation versus full-body burial, what we're dealing here with are actions that in a subtle way embody and promote different belief systems, and, and that's the point here. So also, because a human body is something that can only be handled and cared for by a number of people, a full-body burial underscores the communal nature of a Christian's death. Cremation, on the other hand, because the cremains can be handled by a single person, tends towards a privatization of of a Christian's death. Cremains can even devolve into something trivial, like a personal keepsake that's hidden away in someone's home. You see, if you're a Christian, you belong not just to your natural family. By virtue of your baptism, you are born again into another family, a supernatural family of Christian brothers and sisters. Christianity, therefore, is not a private but a communal religion. That's one of the reasons why it's important to have a funeral in a church. The church is the Christian community's gathering place. It is a place for the community to gather, to pray for their brother or sister who has died. So also it's important to make use of a cemetery. A Catholic cemetery is a holy place where the members of the Christian community can come and pray for those who sleep there awaiting the resurrection. And incidentally, uh, if you do choose cremation, it's important that the cremains are brought to the cemetery soon after the funeral. They should not be stored away in one's home. Also, cremains should not be placed in lockets or in jewelry either. And finally, a Christian should not take the cremains of a loved one and scatter them in, into the wind or into nature The symbolic meaning of this practice is deeply contrary to faith in the resurrection uh, of the dead. Now, I'm sure many of us here have already chosen cremation for a deceased loved one, perhaps out of a desire to honor their wishes or for economic reasons or for other good reasons, and that's fine. There's nothing morally wrong with that. The question of full-body burial versus cremation is not a moral issue, as I mentioned in the beginning of Mass today. It's an issue of doing our best to make sure our Catholic faith is not forgotten, but is transmitted to the next generation in all its fullness. And what we do with our religious practices has a bearing on that issue. In closing, let me say that you'll be hearing much more from me on this issue in the future. The high rate of cremations today has to do mostly with economics. Full-body burial is more expensive than cremation. So in the future, I'll be speaking about something called natural burial, which is really just traditional Christian burial. And this method of full-body burial obviates embalming the vaults and the pricey casket. and So it's a way to lower the cost of a full-body burial. So more on this uh, to come in the future. Thank you.